Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. You already know who it is. My name is Ian Warner, and I am your host. And today, we're going to be talking about deliberate practice, uh, one of the best habits that you could possibly um, build in terms of any craft or skill you're trying to work at is to uh, practice with intention, uh, to practice with the intention of trying to be great. Um, I think for myself, this is something that I fell into because I think within sports, it's really easy to hit the criteria required for deliberate practice. But for some reason, in a lot of other skills in our life, we don't see the value in, I shouldn't even say we don't see the value. I just don't think that we know how to go about uh, being deliberate in our practice and the, the, the truth is that the only way to get really good at something is to be deliberate in the in your practice. Now, we got to go a little bit further back and talk about, you know, the beginner versus the expert. And we, we already, I already did a podcast on this, but I'm just going to refresh you. The, the biggest difference between the beginner and the expert is the beginner needs constant praise to get started and to keep going. If there's a little kid doing, say, Taekwondo or, you know, Jiu-Jitsu for the first time and you're not encouraging and you're just putting them down and you're being very rough on them on the things you've been wrong, they're not going to want to keep doing it because the love for that thing and their skill and confidence in it has not developed enough for them to be able, able to overcome the things that you're saying. Whereas the expert is like on a different level. They've been doing something long enough. They love it already. The passion's there and they're not looking for praise because they know that feedback is going to be the thing that gets them better. So making that distinction is very important here because deliberate practice is not for someone who's just starting something for the first time. If you're learning to snowboard, you're not going to be doing deliberate practice. You need to just have fun doing it and learn to have a passion for it. And then once that's there, then you can start to dive into some deliberate practice. Uh, for, for myself with track and field and sprinting, I would say it took, I started running all seven. It took until I was maybe 12 or 13 to really be like, Okay, I, come, I, I think I'm, I'm serious about this, but it was really in high school that I was like, okay, like we're taking this thing to another level now. So I just want to break down some of the different parts of deliberate practice. Some are obvious, some are not so much. And um, uh, but the, you know, the first point is just straight up: you gotta, you gotta be willing to work on your weak points. You have to look for the things that you suck at, and say, okay, how can I get better at that? Like, so I think an obvious place that you know, to, to start with the other practice is um, doing the thing that you probably don't want to do. And what's interesting about deliberate practice, I think, is and what people get confused is, you know, there's two camps. There's some people who are like, work, work on your strengths, focus on your strengths, forget about your weaknesses, and just do the things that are that you're good at. And that's kind of true, but eventually you get to a point where you're trying to be so elite that you have to work on your weaknesses. So I think an, an example with track and field that's really simple is if you're running the 100-meter dash and you're really good at finishing, but you're not good at starting. If you keep having bad starts, eventually that's going to catch up with you and you're going to need to work on that aspect in order to uh, be more successful in general. Uh, so that's, you know, just working on the weak points is a, is a big place and a, important place to get started but i think the next one is one that's missed a lot and that is uh setting a stretch goal 
And this is one that I think is so easy within sports, but uh, within, like, if you're trying to be a better writer, you're trying to be a better painter, is not as easy to do. Um, and especially with a sport like track, like for me, it would just be like, okay, I want to run this time. I want to jump this far. I want to do this specific thing. And because it's a numbers sport, it's really easy to say that's what my stretch goal is. But you have to have these same stretch goals within uh, any area that you're trying to improve a skill and get, get better at. You have to have a target because that target is going to give you the drive, the motivation to continue and stick with the deliberate practice. And getting instant feedback is also another aspect. And this, to me, ties hand in hand with like getting a coach or having a mentor. Uh, Specifically more so a coach, but a mentor can help as well. A coach is someone who is, their responsibility is to help you get better. They, If you're an athlete, they sit there, they watch you run, they watch you swim, they watch you throw the baseball, and they give you instant feedback. That's what a coach does. So if you're a writer, you need to be able to write something, send it to your writing coach, and they say, hey, you got to change this, work on this, boom, 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 boom. You get that feedback right away. You take the tough criticism, and then you go back and attack it again. But without any feedback coming in from anybody, uh, it, it's hard to uh, self-evaluate yourself because if you're just looking at it, you're you're prone to make the same mistakes and do the same things over and over again uh, without realizing or knowing or being aware of what you can do uh, to actually get better. And mixed into that, uh, is practicing really hard things. Uh, I, I think one story that stands out to me, uh, I think Robert Horry from the NBA was explaining this about Kobe Bryant. And he was saying, uh, I think he beat Kobe at a game of horse or someone did at practice for the Lakers. And uh, Kobe went and practiced that shot that he, that he lost on over and over and over. That's all he did. He became obsessed with his making sure he could bank that shot and then went played that guy in horse again and destroyed him. And that's the type of guy he was. He was not scared to practice very difficult things. He didn't shy away from difficult things. He loved the challenge of being able to do hard things that people didn't think he could do. Uh, and he would just put that, that, that effort in on those hard things. And I think uh, that's also a, a, an important thing, like, because, a lot of times what stops you from being an expert at something is that you're running from the hard stuff. You're running from doing the thing that you know will make you really good, but you know is really hard. And that's uh, always going to be a roadblock. And then one of the last ones, that I think honestly, the most important of them all is concentration and then just having just absolute effort. Uh, this is where... I think you can most easily separate the people who really want it from the ones who don't. And for me, this was in high school. I can always tell because I would look at people and say, okay, if you're willing to skip practice, like you don't have the concentration to want to be great. But I think concentration means when you are working and you're practicing the skill, you're not laughing, you're not joking at that very moment. I'm not saying that you can't go to practice, have any fun, but in that moment where you're actually doing a rep and you're practicing your crap, you are hundred percent locked in and you are giving your all. You are giving all the effort that you possibly can. Effort is underrated. Effort is underrated. People do not give enough love and credit to the the, the value, the power of, of, of just someone who just comes and puts in the effort. They put in the work. They try and they try and they try and they try. If we don't praise effort enough as a society, 
you think about like being smart in school, right? The smart kids always, oh, you're so smart, you're so smart, but no one ever says, man, that smart kid has some effort. Like, they put in, like, they, like, yes, they do get good grades, they are smart, that is true. But the reason they're smart is because they have so much effort. Because when you praise someone for effort, when things get hard, they won't crumble because if you just keep telling someone they're smart, you think it's just natural. I just showed up. I was born like this. But if you pray someone for effort and things get tough, then they put in more effort and they keep trying until they get it. So those are the things for, for me that stand out about deliberate practice. And I think when you are able to do all those things, when you are able to you know, get that instant feedback, you have a coach around, you can practice hard things. You don't shy away from that. You work on your weak points. And you constantly find those weak points. Uh, you set a stretch goal so that you can stay hungry and keep working towards something. And when you get that stretch goal, you set a new one so that you're always constantly improving. And then when you are working, you have concentration, you have effort. You, have effort. you do those things, um, you are going to get better at any skill. It doesn't matter which one it is, you're going to get better. But I do want to say um, thank you to everybody listening to this podcast. Again, it's just been growing. It's just been growing and growing and growing. I've been dead set on just continuing to be consistent with myself and posting every single day, even when I don't want to. Like I had a rough day yesterday. I did not, did not, not, not want to post, but I did it anyway. Um, And uh, I just want to say thank you for showing up and making, posting these things every single day worth it.